your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 452 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba, alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, and it's an Ottawa Senators game day. The Senators have won four of their last five, Pillsy, and now they head down to the Sunshine State. Oh yeah, Ross, and after some successful home cooking up against Tampa, the Senators are doing their best snowbird impression as they're heading down to Florida in December, and they're hoping to keep the good times rolling. It's an Ottawa Senators game day, and we are fired up for this one. We got our locked on, our lookout players, some keys to victory, a whole lot more, and we've got a full prospect roundup. How's Vitalia Bramov doing out in the KHL? Carson Latimer, Ben Roger, new threads in the CHL. And they're producing. So we'll get into all that and more. Make sure you like and subscribe. Follow Locked On Senders wherever you download your podcast. And thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This is the Locked On Senators podcast. Let's go. Today is Tuesday, December 14th, Pilsy. I forgot our tagline at the end there. Wow. Uh, I mean, hey, we've only done 452 episodes, so uh, it's okay if you mess up a little here and there, right? It's your team every day. and Well, we're here every day, but last night the AHL and NHL weren't. They were both MIA. However, the NHL did have one game scheduled, but with Calgary's COVID situation, six positive cases. And if you're a Sens fan, you're saying, what? They had 10 before the league did anything, but these were all within a 24-hour time period. So uh, Calgary's games to this week are all postponed, but Ottawa back in action against a very tough Florida Panthers team. But luckily, Ross and the Senators have had this kind of luck lately. There are some key injuries to this Panthers lineup that really shake up the way this roster looks. And I mean, key injuries. Alexander Barkov is one of them. So that's one that you definitely, it's not very often that he's not there. So they got to take advantage. They have to. And Barkov's got 10 goals and 18 points in 16 games. He's the captain of this Panthers team. He's uh, pretty much your prototypical number one centerman. He's yes. huge. He wins faceoffs and he's at almost a point per game against Ottawa in his career as well, over 25 games. So the Senators, doing well missing him on the circuit they're also going to miss an old friend the sends abroad anthony duclair not expected to play he's day-to-day with an injury and ross you just rhymed off barkov's numbers there duclair pretty similar 19 games nine goals eight assists for 17 points so he's played three more games in barkov and only one less um one less point so he's kind of right right on pace with one of the top players on that team so that's a guy personally I uh, I really miss. I still have my um, the red O Heritage jersey that I meant to get Duclair on the back of, and then we all know what happened with Duclair there. So that was tough, but I am happy Duclair finally found a home, and it seems like this is really the spot for him. 
But I'm also happy we don't have to see him tonight up against the Sens. We might, however, as he's been practicing with the team. He hasn't played... He hasn't played since November 24th, and he had an assist in that game, but he's been practicing. He was on the three-game road trip, and you wouldn't take a guy on the road unless True. there's a chance that he would play. So he did not get in on that, but might be back tonight. In the meantime, they've got a defenseman playing third-line right wing, so that just tells you what kind of injury and cap concerns the Panthers are having right now. We're going to get into the Sens lineup, and since we're talking about Anthony Duclair, We also put together a list, and we put this out as well on Twitter, at Send Central, which was great because I did this off the top of my head, obviously looking around, but I knew I was missing some guys. So we appreciate everyone who chimed in and said, oh, you missed uh, player A, B, or C. I have a list of every single player, NHL player. Now, people were asking, Branstrom, why isn't he on it? He was a prospect when he was acquired. But all the NHL players that Pierre Dorian has acquired – with the Ottawa Senators since 2016. We'll touch on all that, but since we're talking about the Panthers, here's how they are expected to line up tonight. This courtesy of Daily Faceoff. Of course, you can listen to our sister pod, the Locked On Panthers podcast. Armando Velaz does a great job there. So it's Sam Bennett between Jonathan Huberto and Sam Reinhart. You really have to circle Huberto on that top line. The second line, Anton Lundell in between Carter Verhage and Owen Tippett. The third line, yep, Still in the NHL, it's Joe Thornton centering Sammy or uh, Frank Vitrano and Lucas Carlson, who I mentioned, the defenseman playing up there at right wing. The for- fourth line, wish me luck here, Lofstralainen, Ryan Lomberg, and Patrick Hornquist on defense. Mackenzie Weger, good Ottawa boy, alongside Aaron Ekblad. The second line is Gustav Forsling with the caveman, Radko Gudis, and the third pair is Oli Yulevi, former top. Uh, top 10 pick, top five, right? He went number five. Matthew Kachuk went six. <laughs> How are you? And then Brandon Montour, we're not sure who the starting goalie is. But spoiler alert, Pilsy, whether it's Sergei Bobrovsky or Spencer Knight, it's going to be tough to score goals on this team. Yeah, Sergei Bobrovsky, it seems like he's really kind of picked himself back up after a couple of bad years in Florida after signing that mammoth deal that he got in free agency. So, If you're the Panthers, that's good news because they were looking at a tough situation there. But like I said, no matter who they get here between Knight and Bobrovsky, those are two hot goaltenders that are going to be a tough challenge for sure. Sergei Bobrovsky, people forget, two-time Vesna Trophy winner. That's matching names like Ed Belfour and Tim Thomas and Johnny Bauer. and That's a a pretty good company, but he did struggle mightily coming out of the COVID pause. Basically... He used all of his powers to knock out the Tampa Bay Lightning in 2019. He was unbelievable that playoff run. But then after signing a monster ticket with Florida, just not the same goalie, but he's getting back to his winning ways. So either way, because Spencer Knight is an unbelievable up-and-coming goaltender, only 21 years old. Whether it's it's one or the other, it's going to be tough for Ottawa. But the good news is the Sens are coming in hot with what we called yesterday the hottest line in hockey. Now, Brady Kachuk snubbed when it came to the NHL's three stars of the week. I'm going to chalk it up to them only playing three games, whereas two of the three stars got into four games. So more opportunity to get wins if you're Thatcher Demko or points if you're Sebastian Ajo or Devon Taves. Those were the NHL's three stars of the week. Speaking of stars, all-star voting is open. So head over to NHL.com slash vote and let's get Brady Kachuk in the All-Star game. We know he was a late 
last second edition. It might not matter though, because he could be over in China or we'll see what happens with this whole Ross. I think Drake Batherson would get my vote for the all-star game. Yeah, he should. We, yeah. I've been saying it all year. I've been screaming it that he's exactly. Yeah, I was surprised when you said Brady there. I, he's just I right now, yeah, definitely, he's been on fire. But I mean, so is Drake. He's he's got a more than a point per game pace. So Drake Batherson gets my All Star vote. Yeah. So go have your say. Let us know in the comments who should yeah. be representing the Ottawa Senators at the All Star game. Is it Drake Batherson, who's on a nice five game point streak right now? Oh, funny enough. That coincides with the Sens' four-and-one stretch right now, where they're really clicking on all cylinders. Like this Senators team, they practiced yesterday. We'll get into the practice lines, but since we're on the topic of the Florida Panthers, let's get right into the keys to victory, Pilsy. What Ottawa got to do to be successful against the Panthers team, man? They're uh, they're known for winning. They're eighteen five and four, tied for first in the National Hockey League. You're yeah. going up against the league's best. Yeah, this team is incredible, but they do have injuries like we talked about. So their lines are not quite what they want. And look, we know the hottest line in hockey can take care of business. I'm not, you know, obviously that line of Huberdeau, Reinhardt, and Bennett, like that's a nice line. But I, I'm confident that uh, Norris, Kachuk, and Batheson could outplay them. So I'm not worried about the top line. I want to see the depth start to chip in here, right? Like we've seen the top guys carry this team, which they should, and that's great, and we want them to keep doing that. But I want to see Sanford pick it up here. I want to see uh, Puck bounce off of Chris Tierney's head and go in. (laughs) I want to see Tyler Ennis get a sweet goal on the second power play unit. Like this, the depth of Ottawa Senators right now, I think can outmatch Florida Panthers' bottom six line. So the, the key to victory for me, is to have those guys really tilt the ice in their favor when uh, they're up against the bottom six. Because I think the top six, those two lines match up against each other quite nicely. And actually, Ross, the second line is very similar to Ottawa's second line, right? Like you got the young center, Anton Lundell, Tim Stutzla, same draft class. Then you got Owen Tippett, young up-and-coming guy, a lot of hype about Alex Formanton. Then you got a guy who's... Um, known for being good two-way player, Verhage, very similar to Connor Brown. You know what I'm saying? So that those two lines could go up against each other really well. But I really think that these Senators can outmatch the bottom six here. So that's what I want to see. That, the reason I said, whoa, it's like this bottom six, it, it's not often that the Senators are being told they can out-depth teams. Yeah, Especially honestly. like during this this stretch of 4-1 of and one in their last five games, outside of the top six, they have two goals. One from Nick Holden and one from Austin Watson. And hardly even That's any it. points, Ross, like let alone goals. Like even assists, there's not much from the depth here. So Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, Chris Tierney, no points in his last five games. Same with Samford as well. And then Dylan Gambrell's only got one assist. Likewise for Nick Paul. Even Connor Brown's only got two assists, and he's yeah. a top six guy. Of course, Tyler Ennis always manages to find his cookies. He he has two helpers over that span. But it's really the youth that is carrying this team. The Kachuk, Batherson, Norris, Shabbat, Stutzla, Formanton. Those are the only players with more than two points over this five-game stretch. So I think that that's a great key to victory because if Ottawa can get even somewhat production from their top six and then add it, from the rest of the guys, yep. this is going to be a dangerous team and one that maybe get, starts getting uh, league circles talking about 
that maybe it's more than just a one-line team. But, hey, at least they do have that line right now, Pillsy, yes. because before they had two parts of lines. <laughs> and uh, we know that that's not the recipe for success. All right, we're going to get deeper into the Senators lineup. And will we see Jacob Bernard Docker? That's an interesting conversation next on Locked On Senators. Pillsy, do you want to take us in with a nice little ad read for us? Oh, Ross, I would love to. I thought you'd never ask. Here we go. And we got a lot of new sponsors lately, Ross, and one of them is perfect for the holiday season. It's Omaha Steaks. There's so many different things that you can get from Omaha Steaks. It's not just steaks like their namesake says. The holidays are right around the corner and you know, finding the perfect trick, uh, perfect gift, sorry, can be a little bit tricky, but Omaha Steaks makes it easy because everybody loves a good package from Omaha Steaks, unless you're a vegetarian, I guess, but a lot of people definitely enjoy it. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package for $99.99. So $9.99.99. Did I say that right? Math guy. You'll get 24 entrees, 24 entrees, like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignon, oh, chicken breasts, side, desserts, and so much more. Guys, when you use code NHL, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steak Burgers free with your order. We've heard all the reports about shortages and shipping delays. So don't wait. You don't want to have your package come in late. Achieve great Gift giving with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. OmahaSteaks.com, keyword NHL. Guys, get your steaks today. OmahaSteaks.com, keyword NHL. Pilsy, you know I already use keyword NHL for OmahaSteaks.com, but I also want to get boosted because we know you listen to podcasts for the power of the inside track. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Who doesn't love that? Because at Boost, you'll get the power of a free 5G phone so that you can listen to the latest episodes of Locked On Senators and keep up with your favorite players and teams. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so you and your family can share all the insights. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks. You can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that edge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers coverage not available everywhere or for all phones or networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. It's Boost Mobile. Get boosted. All right, Pilsy, the Ottawa Senators in action, coming off a huge 4-0 victory over the Tampa Bay Lightning, their most complete effort of the year. We got your keys to victory. Mine, let's score first again. How fun was that (laughs) against Tampa Bay? My, My key to victory for them was come out, get the first goal, and it worked. So I'm not changing. If it broke, don't fix it. And I think DJ Smith could be of the same mind when it comes to his lineup. Ross, as, you just did a Pilsy, uh, Pilsyism there, though. You said, if if it broke, don't fix it. If nice. it ain't broke, don't if fix it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I nailed it on the segue, though, because yeah. DJ Smith might be thinking the same. Jacob Bernard Docker is an interesting case study here because he was called up 
things are changing around here, and we're going to focus on development. But then you win with Dylan Hetherington playing eight and a half minutes against Tampa on home ice. Now, DJ hasn't committed to anything for his lineup today. We're recording bright and early. I've got the uh, blue team shift this week, my final one territory with uh, TSN 1050. So we're recording bright and early. Team hasn't had a morning. There will be no morning skate, actually, as I'm reading now on Twitter. So we're going off of practice lines yesterday. And although DJ Smith hasn't announced his roster or starting goalie for that matter, we can read between the lines. I believe Jacob Bernard Docker will be out. And let's let's assume that that's the case. Are you okay with this development strategy? I mean, I'm okay with it if their philosophy is they got to develop – Hetherington I guess but other than that I, come on like I I actually bought into this philosophy change I went on and on and on in yesterday's show and then this is what DJ Smith does but I still even if JBD doesn't mix in for Hetherington in this game I'm very sure or at least very hopeful that he will get into next game up against Tampa but yeah like you said this was a lineup that just beat the Tampa Bay Lightning for nothing I don't blame DJ Smith at all for not changing a thing. So that's fine with me for in, in a short term sample here. That's fine. Yes. And Bernard Docker will get into his games. Remember the same thing happened last year. He had some practices with the team. Pinto was playing, but Bernard Docker wasn't. Now I do see value in him just being around the team, practicing at an NHL pace day in and day out being in the meetings getting to see how the day in and day out of a normal NHL road trip works because his only road trips with Ottawa were to Calgary, Vancouver, Winnipeg on the way back. Edmonton, I think that they were done uh, losing to them last year by the time JBD made his debut. But um, when it comes to just living the NHL lifestyle, I think that you can learn from that. Alex Formanton told us on this show how important it was when they took him out west with the team when he was 18 years old. So mm-hmm. JBD's a little further on in his development. I do think he looked all right, if not decent, in the game, plus the one we don't talk about against Calgary, um, in the two games he's played this year. But I have no doubt that he will get in the lineup. If not Thursday, he'll absolutely play against Philadelphia on Saturday. Now, I think this could all be mute. Maybe he gets in tonight. Like, yes, you don't want to change a winning lineup, or that's what coaches say. Hetherington played eight minutes. He was not the difference <laughs> between winning or losing that game. So I don't think you're really shaking the tea leaves too much if uh, if that's what ends up happening. But I, I'm just not ready to panic when it comes to JBD. He seems like a mature kid, and he understands the process himself. And his game just keeps evolving a little bit by a little bit. So I don't need him to play with Shabbat tonight. I don't really need him in the lineup. But it's great to see that he's around the guys and a part of this NHL team. Yeah, and I do agree with you, Ross, but then I'm also weighing it like, do you think the value of that is better than playing top pair AHL minutes right now? He's missed two games. Yeah. Fair. Okay. And they, I mean, they replaced him with Del Zotto in Belleville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jeez. Well, um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, there's no panic here. Like, this, this season, I think expectations have uh, kind of did one of these they've dipped and now they're coming back up a little but there's a lot of hockey left this is a we haven't seen an 82 game regular season in quite a while so we kind of forgot how that goes so there's a lot of season a lot of hockey to be played so there's no rush and if we're taking what uh 
DJ Smith and Pierre Dorian have said, or Dorian hasn't said it, but it must have come from him, that there is a change in philosophy, then we're fine. Everybody's going to get their time on ace. It's okay. Yes, I completely agree with that. Now, Dylan Hetherington's a dash three in his last three games. Lassie is minus four in his last four. So, of course, Lassie's been sent down and looked great in his return to Belleville. But there's development curves. They're not all straight lines. You're not like, oh, he's a first-round pick. Get him in there. But I am excited for the day we do get to see JBD make his return to the NHL because his last one, of course, wasn't really under fair circumstances against Calgary when the Ottawa was going through the COVID situation. So I do want to see him with a more confident team and maybe even get a few shifts alongside Thomas Shabbat. But we do have to shout out Zaitsev. That was easily his best game of the year. And you can see what that does to stabilize Shabbat on the other side and allow him to be at his best. So we're going to be looking for that tonight. And uh, I think, no, let's wait for our locked on. Should we hit our locked on player? Yeah, let's, let's hear yours right now. Let's do it. All and then right. We'll, we'll, and then we'll wrap up with uh, a prospect roundup here to finish off today's show. All right. My locked on player, I talked about the depth, uh, getting some scoring here. Zach Sanford, like, man, this guy was hot. He had a hat trick. And then I think not too shortly after he scored as well. So, like, he had a little streak there where he was feeling it. That was when he was playing more minutes on a top line, though. So, that definitely will happen. But I still think he has a chance to to be a solid part of this depth team. And I, I don't know about you, Ross, but I wouldn't be that upset if the Sens looked at extending him short term. Like I think he, there is a spot for him in this roster. And I think he can be one of those guys that helps kind of bring up this next wave of prospects. So I want to see Zach Sanford get back to what he was doing when he was scoring goals. And I think, like we mentioned, he can beat up on this depth down in Florida. So Zach Sanford's going to be my locked on player because at the start of the year, we weren't noticing anything. Then he was on fire, and now it's kind of back to not noticing too much. So let's let's get uh, Sanford heating up again here. I'll stick with your thought process of depth players. Nice. And I'm going to go with Chris Tierney here okay. because there is an everlasting struggle. And I'm going to pull up on YouTube. We'll hit the lines in just a second. But nothing has changed since the win over Tampa Bay. But the reason I'm going with Chris Tierney is because – the eternal struggle between TSN 1200 labeling Tierney as the third line center on this team with Sanford and Ennis and DJ Smith pushing back and being like, no, I make the lines. Gambrell, Paul, and Watson are my third line. <laughs> yeah. And that was reflected in the time on ice. So if you're Chris Tierney, you're making four million bucks and you're like, wait, a guy we just traded a seventh round pick for <laughs> yeah. is playing ahead of me on the depth chart. Let's see a little, a little jump from Chris Tierney tonight. He's got those five goals on the year. How many of them came in the first seven games? Like this guy is the yeah. definition of start hot and cool down. So let's uh let's get a little boost in Chris Tierney step. So I'm gonna be locked on him tonight, but I'm also a little skeptical with this. But I hope he proves me right. I got Chris Tierney as my locked on player to watch. A big year for Tierney too. We're talking about contract years and Tierney like Either he wants to boost his value to get traded to a contender or he's just trying to keep having a good season so he can fetch a good contract. Like, I don't think Tierney is a guy that the Sens would look at extending. eh? I think that his time's kind of run out here. But it'd be nice if they could flip him for a pick, some prospects. And, like, this is a pivotal part in Tierney's career, late 20s. You want to try to get at least one more good contract. So 
he needs to get going here. So I like that one. And this fourth line, yeah, all three of these guys are veteran guys being like, yo, we're getting dissed here. The the line that has no offense and is is a seventh round pick trade, a fighter and a guy whose offense has dried up and Nick Paul, they're getting ahead of us in the depth chart. Let's go here. Yes, here's how the Senators line up. Top to bottom, it's Josh Norris between Brady Kachuk and Drake Batherson. Tim Stutzla at center between Alex Formanton and Connor Brown. The third line is Dylan Gambrell with Nick Paul and Austin Watson. And the fourth line is Tierney with Sanford and Ennis. On the back end, Shabbat Zaitsev, Holden Zub, Hetherington and Mete with Jacob Bernard Docker left on the outside, as is Adam Gaudet. Best opportunity of his life. We don't know who's the starting goalie. Neither have played a game against the Florida Panthers in Philip Gustafson or Anton Forsberg. So all that will come out a little later on. You can follow the show at Send Central. We'll let you know when you hear when we hear anything on that front. You can also follow the show on Instagram, LockedOn.Senators. And we appreciate you making Locked On Senators your first listen of the day wherever you download your podcast on YouTube as well. Please hit the thumbs up. It does go a very long way with the algorithm. For Brandon Pillar, I'm Ross Levitan. Now we need to get to something we teased. Now, sometimes I thought you were wrapping the show up there, Ross. No, I'm just (laughs) the old fashioned reset. I guess I've been too re-immersed in radio. You know, you get a little (laughs) reset here. Now, I think Pierre Dorian would like a reset on the NHL players that he's acquired. But before we do get to that, which we will, first a quick note from our friends at Stance, because I I know I've been hearing a lot about Stance apparel lately, so I'm sure you are too especially because they just launched a new line of active apparel. Plus, it's holiday gifting time, and Stance is the coolest gift you can give. They have incredibly comfortable and well-made socks, shirts, joggers, and hoodies. Basically, comfort is the name of their game. Stance is different versus the boring old socks, underwear, and hoodies that you have always had to settle for back in the day. Stance has changed that mindset by offering color, comfort, and creativity like no other. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of all of those apparel needs with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. My favorite designs, this is where it's super cool. They're really creative. They've had designs with Wu-Tang Clan, with Bob Marley, with the NBA. Stance Apparel is unbelievable. I've been wearing it. They sent me some all the way out to Winnipeg. I appreciate that about them. And my favorite part, you know I'm a comfort guy, big sweats guy. I'm all in on Stance. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. That those who feel good, do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at Stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary. With Stance. Again, it's promo code locked on at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. We know you're going to love it. It's Stance. All right, Pillsy. So we are at this strange time in the show where I feel bad pulling this up, but I'm going to do it anyway. No, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. I feel bad reading it. Now, we're not going to go through every single player that Pierre Dorian acquired. We're going to have a couple topics around this. If you're watching it on YouTube, we're going to leave this up so you can really let this sink in. (laughs) 
Now, this is a five-year sample size, Pillsy. So it's mm-hmm. not like we're just... We're not cherry-picking here. We're not cherry-picking anything. There's some great ones, especially at the start. Getting Mike Condon for a fifth-round pick, they had they had to use him 16 games in a row. He saved that value. season. Yeah. There's some great players on this list. Good players. There's some good players. He pushed his chips in when he got Matt Duchesne. Yep. Not Matt Duchesne's fault. The guy was a point-per-game player over 110. Hell yeah. Definitely there's a lot of Matt Duchesne's time in Ottawa, for sure. But there's a lot of misses on this list. A lot of misses. Yeah. A lot of former Guy Boucher players from before he played in Ottawa, too. But the problem is, Ross, there's there's guys where you're like, clearly this is the Guy Boucher era. And then there's guys when Guy Boucher left that you're still like, Guy Boucher would have loved these yeah. guys. Like, Paquette. that should have ended. <laughs> Cedric Paquette is absolutely oh, a Guy God. Boucher guy. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Um, I What's think your overall the, impression reading all these names? Well, if I had to give it a grade, like D plus, the D gets an do. the D gets an F. Yeah, the D gets an F, F minus. Honestly, Ross, like this is the pro scouting on the back end. I don't think you could convince a single GM in the league to pick three of these players. Well, none of them. Stayed in the league except for two. Exactly. After leaving Ottawa. I guess some of them are still in Ottawa, so maybe that's not fair. But I'm talking about Coburn, Hainsey, Oduya, most notably there. And then you're looking, okay, so I am going to read off the decor just because it's a lot easier. There's it's tons fun. of forwards. So we're not going to get into like Michael Haley and all those <laughs> other guys who they brought in. On defense, Michael Delzato, Nick Holden this year. Last year it was Victor Mete. Braden Coburn and Erica Branson and Josh Brown. It's a murderer's row right there. 2019, this is where Guy Boucher evolved into DJ Smith. Yep. Zaitsev and Hainsey, he needed his guys. Yep. They got Mike Riley, which was actually a nice pickup. They got Dylan DeMello, nice pickup. And Johnny Oduya, not, not great. Um, that being said, this is the biggest issue to me. They haven't been able to identify talent on the back end. And they've been paying for it, being last in the league in goals against for like three years in a row. Yeah, that's the thing. Like out of this list, Ross, Riley and DeMello are really the only competent defensemen. I think we, and we well, had an episode. Nick Holden's good, not bad. bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nick Holden's not bad, but NHL GMs wouldn't be chomping at the bit to acquire him. So that's the thing. Like, how did they have so many misses on defense? I will never understand that. There, I don't think there's a single like hit where you're like, oh, that guy was awesome in Ottawa and he's still here, right? Even like DeMello, nope. you still like traded him because they didn't want to pay him. So Exactly. It's just too bad. Like, it's just too bad. And it's also too bad that Otters Nielsen was injured and had to end his career because there, there's a guy who was a huge pickup for Ottawa. I loved Anders Nielsen, yeah. And uh, yeah, there's it's not a good tale with his concussions and kind of what happened in his time in Ottawa as well. So that leaves a sour taste in your mouth. So we went through a lot of the misses there, but to be fair with Dorian, there are some hits as well. Which one of the players that they acquired, I mean, subsequently they got rid of, so you're like, okay, well. <laughs> but who do you think would most help this current Senators team? Is it Matt Duchesne? He's obviously the king daddy topper when it comes to salary and production on this list, but would there be someone else who you're like, oh man, it's too bad we let them go? 
I was a big Nemestikov fan. Now, that's like a very minor player, like a third-line penalty killer with some offense. But I thought for his contract and his age and everything, he fit in real nicely. That was another one where, shout out Pierre Dorian, I think he traded, wasn't it a fifth-round pick? And uh, there was a player involved, no, it was too. A, it, it was just a fourth-round pick they got him for, and then they trade him for a fourth-round pick. Okay. So it's, like they just rent, it's like they just rented him. I thought they moved uh, some kind of random player to New York as well. Maybe they did. But no. I, I was a Nemeskov fan, that's for sure. Uh, apart from that, not much. Duclair? Like, I, yeah, oh, Duclair. Yes, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I, I must have. I, I was trying to tee you up for it. Yeah, Duclair was the guy. But that, <laughs> that whole instance where they didn't qualify him, he decided not to have an agent, that whole thing was a bit murky. So I don't blame them for deciding maybe we're not going to be the ones that dip our toes in here. So that's okay. And maybe he wouldn't have popped off like he is in Florida anyways. But yeah, I guess those would be two guys where I, I kind of think the sense could use them. Fair enough. Again, if you're listening to the show, wherever you download your podcast, you're welcome to go click on YouTube when you get home. If you want to read that entire list, or you can go find it on our Twitter at Sens central pillsy it's a senators game day up against the number one team in the national hockey league we're going to get to a quick prospect roundup but before we get to that what's your prediction for tonight's game we also got to do uh lookout players as well oh there you go well your prediction and your lookout player then okay i'll start with my prediction i think the sens can win this game now i'm not going to say i'm going to bet on the sens because that would absolutely mush any possible chance but with the injuries they have and the way the li- the lineup shakes out for Florida, as long as they can get past the goaltending here, I think they've got a chance. So I'm going to say this is a close game. I'm going to go 3-2 OT sense. Okay. Overtime. OT, yep. It's going to be Ooh. close, I think. Or I hope. All right. Uh, now for my <laughs> lookout player, I'm going to go with uh, Anton Lundell. This is someone who it's crazy that he uh, slid all the way to Florida he was one of the guys who everyone touted as being some of the most pro-ready players of that draft class. And he's showing it. He's having a decent season already with Florida here. And he's getting a bigger role with Barkov out of the picture. So I really want to see what he can do because that was a pick that I was fascinated with. And I really liked Lundell, although he wasn't really in the range for the Sens to pick. So I didn't think they were going to get a chance at him. He's someone that when we profiled him, Ross, I was a big fan of. Great player. He's yeah. a great player. I'm excited to watch him as well. So that's a good choice. I'm going to be locked on. Sorry, I'm going to be looking out for, but I will be locked on because he's such a fun player to watch. Jonathan Huberdeau, a no doubt slam dunk pick for the Olympic team. Again, <clears throat> asterisk season with uh, the new protocols that came out and a potential five-week quarantine. However, Jonathan Huberdeau, his, his play speaks for itself. He is so electric, especially down below the dots. He is uh, he's the type of player any team would love to have on their squad. And he's a guy who a lot of people said benefited from playing with Barkov. But over the last couple of years, obviously Barkov's out right now, but they've been split onto different lines. I was going to say, and, I think they split them, yeah. Yeah, he can carry a line by himself, and he's proven that. This is a guy who's hit over 90 points at least once. I'm going to pull up just ninety time. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. This what? Is a, he's an absolute player. 92 points in the last full 82-game season. He had wow. 30 goals and 62 assists. Um, and then even last year, in only 55 games, he had 61 points. So that that pace is at about 90 points. Me. So wow. 
This year, he's already up to 31 points in 27 games. He's a, I mean, I just said he had 30 goals, but he's a playmaker. Always more assists than goals. He gets everyone involved. Even last year in the postseason, they only got to six games because they played against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Fantastic series, back and forth action. He had 10 points in those six games. So he is just an electric player. I'll be looking out for him tonight. Yeah, and he's on a good line with Sam Reinhart, Sam Bennett. Like, they can do some damage. Yeah, former uh, junior teammate of Mike Hoffman, random enough. For, how's that for a pointless fact of the day? Maybe that's a segment in the making. Uh, no, we do want to finish off with a little prospect roundup, uh, especially touching in on two CHL guys who changed area codes. Now, Ben Roger, we know he's already seven games in with the Kingston Frontenacs, most notable for his head taps with Levy Marilinen after Marilinen earned his first CHL shutout. But Ben Roger, man, uh, there's some trends here I like with his game. He's not the most overly physical guy, but in 10 games with London, he had 18 penalty minutes. So he's cut that right down seven games. He's only got, taken two minor penalties with uh, with Kingston. He's got two assists in his last three games. And we're getting some, uh, some good intel on him now that uh, lots of Sens fans are going to watch him play in Kingston. They're saying, like, he's paired with a super offensive defenseman, and he's just steady Eddie, stays back has good gap control. So let's hope that he can continue developing. Meanwhile, Pilsy, how about Carson Latimer? Must have been pretty tough on his psyche leaving Edmonton, a team who's poised to make a, a deep run in the WHL. It was a load-up type trade. You're going to see the guy he was traded for, Caden Gooley, at the World Juniors, but he's taking advantage of this opportunity as well. Yeah, Carson Latimer, I mean, that's what you got to do when you're traded in the CHL you, you just got to take it in stride because there's so much transactions going on and the teams that think they're in it, they're going to make big moves. So shout out uh, Carson Latimer. And he's one of the guys from that draft class that I'm going to be really dialed in on because I like that pick from the Sens a lot. So we're going to be watching him closely here. He's got five points through three games with his nice. new team, the Prince Albert Raiders, and 10 shots on goal in those three games. So you could see it as a tough bounce not being on a contender anymore or you could see it as a role to have your uh, a chance to have your role expanded yes. which is exactly what he's taking advantage of the nodak sends they're done they're going to the world juniors the k train had a nice little tuck in his uh, in his last game a pitching wedge shot into an empty net which uh, which i thought was fun to uh, to see and then uh, just to wrap up, we've got a little Abramov update, and I know you've soured on, on Abramov's chances of coming back to Ottawa, but he's got three goals in his last four games. I think that makes it more likely he's not coming back, Ross. And uh, yeah, I, I had my fandom going, and I was like, yeah, he's definitely coming back. But then our chat with uh, with Wally really kind of, that kind of brought reality back to me, and I really got sobered up by that one being like, yeah, why <laughs> Why would Abramov want to come back? So I, I hope he does well. And I loved watching him in Belleville. And uh, he still sends prospects. So I'll still cheer, cheer for him. But not looking great on him coming back to Ottawa. He's averaging just over 14 minutes per game in the KHL with Tractor Chelyabinsk, which is his hometown. And he does have one more year left on his contract. Ridley Gregg is up in Banff right now with the rest of the Team Canada World Juniors. So... We'll touch on him next week when their exhibition schedule gets underway. But enjoy the Sens game tonight. We're going to do our postcast after the game. There you go. So join us there on YouTube. We're going to go live uh, 6 o'clock start tonight. So maybe 
sorry, seven o'clock. I, I'm so lost in the time zone now that I'm in Central. <laughs> seven o'clock start tonight, Eastern time. So at about 10 p.m. Eastern, we will have the postcast again. You can go and listen to the postcast wherever you download Locked On Senators right after we're done. And if you miss any of it on YouTube, the full thing streams right afterwards. But enjoy the game today. Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen of the day. Please consider subscribing and giving the thumbs up on YouTube. It does go a long way. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. We'll chat after the game tonight. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.